Hear ye, hear ye. Gather round all ye NFL enthusiasts. It's time to pump up those biceps and flex those beautiful <laughs> football brains because the Swolecast is here. That's right. We'll, the, uh, we'll be answering questions such as, has the king been dethroned there in Tennessee? And also analyzing the top picks with our very own guest, the one and only Lord Reeves. So sit tight, buckle up. It's the Swolecast and RudderGrinders.com. You came back from the Swolecast? I was like, yep, that's me. Just want you guys to know I'm total dust. I'm the problem. Hear ye, hear ye. Leave it to the guy with the crypto dunes, Abby, to not understand content. <laughs> I should have known you getting 30 likes was directly written by someone else. <laughs> I've put no research into this. Don't know if it's true at all. You're on the right show. You know me. I don't do a a ton of research before the show. Bro, live a little. (laughs) Live a little. Just live a little, guys. All right. Welcome to the Swolecast. Uh, David Kitchen here, a.k.a. Soccer Dave. We've got Davis Maddock. We've got Peter Overzet. And uh, our regular co-host, Dan Gasper, a.k.a. Mr. Tuttle 05, is... Too busy uh, shipping random DFS contests and picking his favorite Russian tennis tennis players. So, in his stead, we have Lord Reeves. Rich Reeves. Do you know what we don't have? A single tweet from any accounts promoting this show. (laughs) No tagging Reeves, no tagging any of us. So, no one knows this show is happening. There was a tweet. I saw a tweet from from Sosa. Uh, It might not have tagged us, but I think it was like maybe even yesterday or something. Or maybe... (laughs) Maybe it was just the YouTube video link was up, um, but Sosa, can oh. you work? Can you work on that so uh, so that we can do that? Sosa, could you literally do your job? <laughs> uh, Sosa had it. He's had it rough today. Um, he actually had to come into the office today. So Ooh. yeah, uh, tough scenes for him. And so I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack for for having to actually appear in the office um graham bateson says can confirm zero tweets that's okay because uh you know a lot of the diehards they were already in the chat they, they got do. notifications on just like people have notifications on this for soccer day tweets they have they have noties on yeah. for when we go live obviously that's right let's make some lemonade here this is why you want to subscribe to the channel to turn on notifications because if for whatever reason, we don't send out a tweet. You want to get notified that we're on. So, with that being said, welcome everybody. How was your draft experience, Reeves? It was good. Before we get into it, I gotta say, because I assume you're in the office too. You've got nothing on your walls yet. I was, I was there in January, yes. February. Actually, I was in uh-huh. those offices and perused the fine halls of the new Rotor Grinders uh, digs, and you know, I was going through. Buckets of merch. Dan said, take whatever you want. And I said, man, I look at this Roto Grinder stuff. It's not really jumping out to me. But then <laughs> I found this beauty. Oh, right wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, yes. This gem right here. And I said, I got to have this collector's item. We oh, had our very best. own unboxing, except it was, un, you know, unclothing. <laughs> very, this is how we get to 10K. We have our guest. <laughs> It just so people realize kind of what that implies, and it's that the only way to get a Swolecast shirt is to pillage the office on your own. Literally no. the only way to get one. Not true. There's, it's not true. We've got someone that helps to ship. So I actually want to um, tell people there's a few people that are going to get shirts, and we're going to check in with them to see if they got their shirts. Totally. So, yeah, so yeah. Um, if you are user Dietrich Goble. He said, great show, exclamation point, shirt, exclamation point. This guy gets a shirt, uh, DM the Swolecast account. And- um, That's gonna go poorly. <laughs> and Anthony S says, what if Bumper Pool wore a, Swork, wore a Swolecast shirt to the first round of the draft? You Who drafted also- Bumper Pool? Did he even get <laughs> drafted? We didn't follow up on that. I don't that. think he got drafted. Undrafted. Uh, Twitter would like have 
Panthers yeah. as an undrafted free agent. Twitter would have told us during the draft if Bumper Pool was drafted. Like yeah, people would have people us. were locked into the linebacker takes on this whole cast for sure. <laughs> yes, Dave. Let's. Well, wait. We, let's do Overzet's overview first. I appreciate that, Davis, because Dave always forgets to throw. I was about to. I was about to try and get in the. You know, in the I would have gone this. to it last week, but you didn't have it. So he's got that dog in him. What? He's got that dog in him. What? Overzet. Overview, come on. Okay, I'm hyped. I'm Amazing hyped. The producer, stuff. the producer tipped that one off to me. Shout out to uh, to Rob and uh, and the team for the intro here. Um, yes, uh, my name is Peter Overzet, and this is indeed Overzet's overview of the week, a temp pull segment here on the Swolecast. Uh, mm-hmm. Tuttle is still out, as you guys can notice. He's recused himself from the show going forward, but he did pass along a statement for me to read. It says here. Dear Swolecast Nation, I know you guys are all anxiously awaiting my Quintus Cephas takes, but I no longer feel comfortable on this show as a winning DFS player. I'll return when my heater ends sincerely tuts. I didn't even know he referred to himself as tuts, but I guess he does. He does. Um, In other news, David Kitchen posted a pretty funny video over the weekend. Steven, do you have this? Just got done with the soccer game, got a... Jeremiah's ice sugar cookie and uh, find out the Titans draft Will Levis and also the um, they they interviewed him and and the physical and this is breaking news they found a large inoperable chip on his shoulder and it's staying there tighten up um you know, I, this was pretty good. I mentioned on Twitter he should have had a longer pause after mm-hmm. inoperable to really sell the chip on the shoulder joke. But 135 likes, Dave. Last I checked, easily your most. That's got to be a record. Hey, check so out I'm my good. SoundCloud. Check out the link in my SoundCloud. <laughs> I mean, by far the uh, the most successful piece of content you've had since the Dairy Queen fleet 14 years ago. So, congratulations, Dave, of uh, finally going mini viral. And you know what? I was trying to like you know, triangulate the success. And I, I don't even think the common denominator here is you, Dave. I really yeah. just think it's frozen treats yeah. is kind of the key yeah. to your success. Um, all right. The draft, we had some big news here. Um, when his beloved Kansas City Chiefs Dallas Cowboys selected short King sensation Deuce Vaughn, Davis Maddock reportedly cried tears of joy. Facts. Five, six. He's the shortest person to ever appear on the swole cast. Uh, that's Davis Maddock. Uh, and lastly, I want to apologize to our guest, Lord Reeves, for all of the dumb questions Kitchen is about to ask you. Back to you, Dave. All right. Thank you, Pete. Uh, I really appreciate that. And and yeah, the uh, the video, oh man, I don't know how you guys do it that get like all sorts of likes and like dopamine all the time with that. It's like, after 10, immediate, like the first After 10 likes, 10. I was like, whoa, this is blowing up. <laughs> and like, just as just to scroll and see more people liking that tweet and that it worked out. I think really the common denominator is, is me posting videos. Um, so yeah. we'll see. Keep the content can. coming, Dave. We need it. Yeah. People <laughs> like that video content. All right, let's go. Let's get inside your head, Dave. You see the Indianapolis Colts select Anthony oh. Richardson, a Greek god at four. What's your what's your uh, what's your Thursday night vibe like? Like what what's the what's the feel inside the the kitchen castle? I mean Thursday night, I um, I got together with a few of my normie friends, uh, home league friends, and watched the draft, thinking something sexy was about to happen, like the Titans were reportedly moving up to draft either Stroud or Richardson. And, and then it just, it, it was like, so vanilla. It was so, um, you know, just the, the Houston going two and three was fine. But when Stroud and Richardson went, it was just like all the air kind of went out of my sails. Um, I hate the Indy, that Indy has Richardson. I hate it. Um, and so, I'm in this thing where I like I don't like the Colts. I'm not a Colts guy, and um, I know you don't root for laundry. Some people don't, but I do. Um, and then Stroud, Stroud will be fine. That was okay. We drafted a lineman day two. 
you know, when I was uh, at the soccer game and they draft Levis, I kind of wanted that to happen from a entertainment standpoint. And the reason I say this is because it seems like 70 to 80% of Titans fans did not want Will Levis. Like, were disgusted by the pick. And Are so, you sure it wasn't just because you wanted a reason to start putting mayonnaise in your coffee? <laughs> no, no. I think it's because a large number of uh, Titans fans are also like Tennessee Vols fans, which are the worst college fans in the nation. Um, and so they like can't wrap their mind around a, a UK guy that did not have a lot of success last year for Kentucky being the future franchise quarterback. So that's kind of where it is. And then the third rounder was sharp. That's fine. Cartilage doesn't matter um, with running backs. <laughs> you know, they say they say running backs don't matter, but really it's like knee cartilage does not matter because running backs don't matter. Um, Reeves, what are what are you doing with sharp in these rookie drafts that we're all about to start on Monday? Like like what I how do you like obviously handcuffed to Derrick Henry in a year where the Titans might just be terrible feels pretty valuable, but like not having an ACL also seems like an issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish cartilage, you know, didn't matter, but like, have you ever gotten like one of those really bad, like chicken wings that like you get the drum and it's like half cartilage on the top and you can't even eat it. You're like, yeah. you know, that's, we don't have to worry about Tajay yeah. Sharp. If we cut, cut him into some wings, he's going to be good to go, man. It's going to be lean, no cartilage at all. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, for, Dynasty and like a kind of outlook, like all we care about the short term is anyways, right? Like He's we're not looking, now. we're not yeah. trying to project Tajay Sharp to be good in 2029. We only care if he's going to be useful in these four years the Titans got him, right? And potentially next year without Derrick Henry yeah. on the roster, if it does happen to come by. So that's all we really care about. It worked out for Jay Ajayi for a couple of years in the second round as rookie picks. Like if it you did. I kind of forgot about that. You got Jay Ajayi in the second round. Like he was a certifiable hit. Like he had, his career wasn't long. It was short lived, but that mid-second round, like, especially in the context of this class, like, sure, man, why not? It just, it, and it also kind of solidifies that this is King Henry's last go-around as a Titan. He's We're he's also calling gonna... him Tajay Sharp, right? He's Tajay Spears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who said Sharp? I don't know why I got on that. Oh, my God. I Tajay guess, Sharp. Man. Do you remember Tajay, got on Tajay Sharp? I'm pretty he's sure Tajay I said Spears. Sharp. I'm well, pretty sure it was me. Tajay Sharp was both a Titan and then signed a reserve contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a rare, uh, rare intersection of Dave and I's, uh, you know, overlapping interests. Also, by the way, Dave, the horrible reverb that everyone's hearing—it's coming from you, sir. We we gotta fix. We gotta fix your microphone. All of us are echoing because of how you have your setup. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Nope, still happening. All right. Well, we'll fix it. This is well, why we got to about the, the, the uh, Tajay Spears stuff too. It's like everyone talks about the ACL, but are the Titans the only people in the entire world that didn't get that memo? Like they apparently did a little research on the guy they selected, right? Well, Vrabel very famously said that he would chew his own penis off to win a Super Bowl. So maybe he's like, well, Tajay, Tajay Spears already chewed his kneecap off to get drafted by us. So who cares? All right. Will, Will Levis, Will Levis and Mike Vrabel, honest to God, I do actually feel like it's like these guys are going to just totally vibe with each other. Like Levis seems like he's a bit unhinged and Vrabel is definitely unhinged. Like I, I, I I don't know. And what are they going to do with Tannehill? I mean, Reeves, can we get Tannehill to Atlanta to give us, to give us some competent quarterback play for Pitts and London and Bijan? Yeah, I mean it's it's rough, man. You got it's gotta be a bummer though if you're the Titans, like a Titans fan, and seeing like you know obviously the Jags got Lawrence, and it looks like he's coming into the billing that he was kind of set up for, and was anointed coming out of college, and now you see Stroud get drafted, and Anthony Richardson who could be just like this machine, you know, playing the quarterback position, and you're like you're just like hoping that like Will Levis or Lori can't count Malik Willis, but like you know, Will Levis like. <laughs> Well, Levis just like takes and puts away all these just red flags. I was on ship chasing like a month ago before the draft, and like I did like a burial dance on Will Levis. So like I, I think this that. dude is I, I think this dude is awful. So it's been ingrained <laughs> in my head every time he was free throughout like the big board drafts, and I click him and be like Reeves is just like leering down over me, just uh, shaking his head. 
Yeah, I mean, because the negative play stuff, like that stuff that's tra- that transitions the NFL, it's sticky. I mean, you look at Will Levis, he was sacked on 30% of his pressures. It was the highest rate of any quarterback in this draft class. For context, Anthony Richardson was only sacked on 10% of his pressures. Uh, I have a long thread. We're not getting a bunch of stats on this show, but I have a long thread that talks about why sacks are important to drives and they're killers. Then, you know, Will Levis led this class in red zone interceptions. Like, we're asking a lot, man, to, to strike lightning in a bottle in division that literally just saw three teams get quarterbacks to the top two picks or top four picks of the last three drafts. Yeah, he's got a, He's got an uphill climb. I mean, my and, guess and is the king is going to maybe be off the team. Like, what are you going to do when Derrick Henry is not on the team and you're building this new two billion dollar stadium and you're funding for the? the That's king. such a it's such a key it's such a key part of Dave's identity. I like I'm I'm very curious what the future of this show will look like when it's a Will Levis led team without Derrick like Derrick Henry's like getting two thousand yards a season for the Eagles. Like this Dave, show what will it? not be running by the time uh, Will Levis becomes a starting quarterback. It, that could either be an indictment of this show or Will Levis. <laughs> it's like they, they drafted Malik Willis. Um, you know, not going to work out. Drafted Will Levis. If he doesn't work out, they'll just draft somebody else. I mean, my thing is Tennessee is in this conundrum of they're not good enough to be great, not bad enough to be like bad to get a, a like you can't tank for Caleb Williams when you play the Texans and the Colts twice um, every year. Like you're like they almost beat the Chiefs last year with a pretty good defense with Malik Willis at quarterback who only threw the ball like five times. Like they're gonna get some cheap wins and they can't be bad enough to get. Caleb Williams. So what are you going to do? Um, you know, it's, and so, well, yeah. the Cardinals, the Cardinals are probably going to get him because they have two cracks at it, right? <laughs> their pick, their pick and Houston's pick. Like, so he- that's the thing. The only two, there's like two teams, I think two or three teams worse than the Titans as far as Super Bowl odds. One is the Colts. The other is the Texans. And if the Texans are a bottom two team or bottom three team, um that cardinals pick is i mean this this will anderson pick even not knowing the results already is like the worst trade in modern nfl history so bad but it has the potential to be like when caleb williams becomes the next mahomes like it's got potential to just be a true true all-timer yeah yeah that i just don't bad. understand what the texans like direction has been like under casero like you know, you had, you hire two Patsy head coaches that are in and out. Like you, you, you just sign like a bunch of vagabonds, like guys that are basically like hanging on like NFL bottom feeding roster to one year contracts for like the last couple of years. Like, what are they really building? They're like, building onto this. They were building onto this to Stroud and and trading their future for Will Anderson. And Which, that, you know, you guys, did you buy the rumor that it was like there was division between like the front office and the coaches who they wanted to draft? And they said, let's just split the difference and go get both of them. And that was like their <laughs> elegant solution to that. I heard that's that not, somewhere. And it like kind of makes sense. Is that Why real? else would you spend? I mean, sort of, how- it's sort of the only way I can make sense of the trade that they did. Right. Honestly. Like I could see ownership being like, we got to get a quarterback. And I could see D'Amico Ryan's being like, I just want Will Anderson, bro. Like I just, like, I don't care about these quarterbacks. I'll win with Davis Mills will be biting people's ankles, you know? What was your favorite first or second round pick? Either from whatever angle you want to look at it at. Addison to the Vikings is the best for fantasy, I think. No, Laporta to the Lions because it was so, it was, that was unexpected. I got to give, I got to give, I got to give Reeb shout out because we asked him for like a sleeper wide receiver on ship chasing when he was on, like, what was that? Like six weeks ago, two months. And you tossed out Jaden Reed. I don't think I'd ever even heard his name uttered before you said that. And then he gets second round draft capital uh, to the Packers. So that was a pretty sick call. He was like one of the only early declares of the whole class. It was like, no one was an early declare. He's really young. No, he was a, he was a, uh, not an early declare. Because he was, wasn't he, he a five-year guy? He was a or was transfer. it Tyler? Was it Tyler Scott who was an early declarer? Yeah, he was a transfer. Okay. Three-year, five-year. What's the difference? Just a couple of years. Um, Reeves, what was but your yeah, favorite? Reed. What was I your mean, favorite uh, pick? Yeah, I love seeing Jaden. I didn't even expect. I was hoping he would like go round three and then you know basically get picked at what fifty overall. Uh, that was a nice, pleasant surprise. Now we have to worry about Jordan Love. You know, being able to support multiple targets, and they also added. Luke Musgrave too, kind of in that same area of the draft, but definitely pleasant to see him kind of go up there, feel vindicated a little bit. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's Addison, I think, is the most obvious, like, for landing spot because he was kind of like a fragile archetype, right? Like, yep. does he get, like, like say the Giants draft Jordan Addison. Like, he's, he's dead. Almost, he's he's dead. basically expected to be their lead wide receiver, right? Like, and he yeah. doesn't really profile as the wide receiver, but being able to just kind of get in that Kevin O'Connell system, have Justin Jefferson clear stuff out for him, like, just a great fit, man. Adam Thielen was second in the NFL in pass routes run last year. I don't know yep, if a lot of people know that. Just be, he just gets like, to be Thielen. <laughs> he, it's just not be as dusty as Thielen, and, like, he's got a, a pretty great opportunity in front of him. I will say, like, it was surprising. The Gibbs thing was the most surprising thing. Yes. We were doing draft videos, like, live, and, like, they were divvying him up like the fantasy guys were to me. And Ray dropped in the slack because, like, I'm on the stream. He's like, Gibbs just went. I was like, What? I was like, what? And he's like, dude, dude you got to do a video on Gibbs. And I was like, what the hell am I even going to say? Like, this, none of this makes any damn sense, like, what it is. And then, but what a nut run out for him to not only get the kind of draft capital, which is the number one indicator for fantasy points years one through three at running back. Yep. And then have just the run out of going to the Lions, who throw a ton of their running backs already, 21% of the time last year, having DeAndre Swift get traded. Jameson Williams is suspended the opening six games. We love Laporta, but he's a rookie tight end. Like just a it was just a nut run out for Jameer Gibbs, man. And I feel bad because I was kind of lower on him than the market coming into the NFL draft. And Same. now I missed anything of the spike. I missed all the spike because I was below market before. Yeah. Peter, what was your favorite pick? My favorite pick. Um just like holistically, Dave, or from a fantasy lens. <laughs> I said it's dealer's choice. You get to choose if it's from like a yeah. you know, background story uh, that you I'll really do, connected to. I'll do this from something you would accuse me of doing, of uh, uh, pumping my own bags yeah. uh, with stuff that can't be changed retroactively. But right. I was taking a shit ton of, uh, sorry to the, the kids, uh, Devin A-Chain or Ashien, oh. depending on how Davis pronounced it. Ashien. Ashien. Wait, it's no, this is Dave, this is this, this is, is our bit on ADP chasing. Is every show we say his name in a different way? Right. Uh, yeah. so, but did it start out as no one knew it, or no one, it... no one, no one knew? Okay. No one had heard it out loud when we when we did when we started the show. Yeah. yeah. So I was very happy because I think he got you know the nut landing spot you know for any of those like non you know Gibbs and Bijan running backs like the Dolphins uh depth chart is just uh wide open and Shanahan I think you can tell yourself a good story for the ceiling case for him in, in year one there so I was uh, I was pretty excited about that I'm laughing at uh, Mike Robb says anyone getting a low budget porn background from kitchen oh you need a black couch that's every time. So there will be <laughs> stuff behind me, uh, like shelves and and nice, you know, RGB lights eventually. So uh, Dan says he's in a PC office, actually two offices down from Dan. So hopefully not. Um, but yeah, as as far as my favorite pick, I think it was the Gibbs, obviously, um, just because the Lions are so. It's just like your buddy's fantasy. It, it's like your buddy who loves fantasy and he became the GM of the lions. Like the way that they were pounding the table, like he was still there at pick 12. Yeah. These post these post draft quotes are just, it's, it's such beautiful cell phonage. Cause they Brad, realize Brad Holmes got to stop talking, man. Like everyone's laughing at them and they're like, actually, no, it makes sense because uh, he's actually a wide, wide receiver. He's going to just it, make the pick. If it's who you wanted, whatever, deal with the consequences later on. Yeah, uh, the other the other option would be um, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, are you farming? Are you farming right now? Are you hoping Liam pops in? No. I, I think I think this Kincaid landing spot is like pretty bad for him year one. I I just I think he's barely gonna play. Barely gonna play. Ooh, go! I mean, go really? on. I'm interested in this. So there's no out in Dawson Knox's contract until after 2024. They were one of the lowest teams in 12 personnel usage in the entire NFL the whole time McDermott has been the coach. You know, uh, they take shorter as the Gabe Davis, you know, you know, hoping they get something there so they don't have to pay Gabe Davis. I He only played one year of high school football. He didn't do any athletic testing. He's been injured. I just, like, Did you I even think, watch Utah last year, bro? I get it. I get it. 12 I, personnel I, he, is just a social construct when he's a wide receiver. Like, 
He's basically a glorified wide receiver. Like, I mean, I'm always, I'm always open to adjusting my priors, and maybe they just use him full time as a slot wide receiver. But uh, it feels like a big bet. I mean, he's already going as like the tight end twelve on underdog. It's, it's quite rich. Yeah, and it, yeah, anyone saying that they that their excuse is twelve that they're limited in number of snaps and twelve personnel last year does not understand the thesis of the play. Reeves, are you with me here? I can't believe that you didn't get uh, Quentin Morris on the field for more snaps. Last that's, year. that's fair. It's, it's fair. <laughs> um, but I will say I'm a, so Kincaid, I was like one foot in one foot out on for the process because he's a little older. He's going to be a 24 year old rookie. He's got back injury. He's, he also is kind of got a little bit of like Mike Gesicki to him where like Mike Gesicki was an elite athlete though. And like, yeah. It's one thing when you're like you're torching dudes at Utah, and we didn't get any athletic testing from Kincaid. So I do think there is some fragility there that maybe he's not cooked in outside of just the dude's going to run with Josh Allen, uh, you know. But that it, I think he like Dave said, he's basically going to be their slot receiver. I think he'll probably be their he'll because Dawson Knox was in the slot what forty five percent of the time the last two years. So we can get Kincaid those snaps. He's going to probably be over fifty percent. The question is just how much is there. Are we going back to Gabe Davis and best ball? That's the real question. We okay, doubled down, so. right? We doubled down. So. I'm glad uh, that you asked this because, as mm-hmm. you know, we are on the road to 10K, and uh, we want this to be an interactive show. And someone asked the question, what's the lowest rookie you would draft for Gabe Davis in Dynasty, Reeves? Wait, the lowest – rookie i would take where where like, would you take Gabe davis in a dynasty rookie draft i think is the better way to ask that question sure yeah um i think honestly probably right around the where Jaden reed's gonna go right i think in that area yeah okay, like, okay. high like mid, mid to late mid, second yeah, yeah i would easily take a in this draft class like if someone if wants a mid two in this draft class <laughs> but i'll take gabe davis yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I want to give a shout out to Dan Bach for the over three and a half wide receivers. We gave that free three unit play out live on this show last week. And uh, boy, did it hit. I was a little bit skeptical, though, on night one that it would hit because well, there was only one night. It's just no. one night, and first round is just one night. It's Thank about you, four Davis. hours. This year was like <laughs> but, seven, it felt like. When yeah. JSN uh, fell to what, pick 20 or 21? 20. Like, when there wasn't a, a yeah. wide receiver in the first 20 picks, I thought they were cooked. And when then it took like it, was like, it was like your fantasy draft where one receiver gets taken, and there's just a run on them where everyone wants it. So uh, thoughts on the first round wide receivers, Pete? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was tailing big Dan on that one, yeah. uh, big time was sweating that as well. Uh, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I I'm on the side of, I don't, I'm excited about the the discount. I'm hoping we get on JSN to the Seahawks because it seems like a lot of people are worried about that landing spot. And I, I get the concerns early on, but obviously for dynasty and same for like best ball where we're optimizing for the end of the season. Like mm-hmm. I still think JSN can be a smash. And like, I know people like Tyler Lockett, but JSN's going to dust Tyler Lockett by the end of the year. He's going to be on the field a ton. So I, uh, I liked a lot of these landing spots for the wide receivers. Quentin Johnston to the chargers is perfect. You guys already mentioned Jordan Addison. I guess the Zay flowers one is kind of gross. Um, but man, I, I love the JSN. It's only gross if you think is Odell it Beckham. It's only gross if you think Odell Beckham is like a uh, an animate human being that can run routes for 17 games, which I I don't really. It's it's not even gross. I I think Odell Beckham sucks. I think people are massively overdrafting him. But it's just how much is that offense going to throw? You know, it, he, could he do a Duv- uh, Devin Duvernay impression for us in year one? Absolutely. But like, what is that worth? I mean, yeah. if he just runs hot on touchdowns and plays like becomes like a full time player, I mean, it's worth. Yeah. You but you need you need Lamar to play much closer to what what was his TD rate the MVP season like nine and a half percent of his throws went for touchdowns or something like that. I mean, it's got it's got to be one of those type of seasons because he's never. I mean, it is crazy when you start doing the math. He's never thrown four hundred passes in a season. It's kind of wild. 
Yeah, Monken's not gonna turn the Ravens into like this pat this team that throws the ball six hundred times. Like it's just not gonna happen. I think the, it, Flowers is interesting from a best ball perspective because where he wins, like coming out of school, like he was number one in this class, like in yardage, you know, created on double moves and like splash plays. And that was my one of my big concerns about him as a prospect was how translatable is like stuff like that to the NFL. He wasn't really that really that great in terms of like against man coverage, uh, in terms of objective data. Obviously, he had a shitty quarterback that was like Sean Clifford levels of when we were watching Jahan Dotson the year before. But he's just gonna basically get to run deep routes like with the Ravens. So he's probably gonna run into a couple long ball touchdowns. Maybe you get a couple spike weeks, but definitely from a dynasty perspective, it's it's not a great landing spot for him at all. All right, let's reset things here. We got Lord Reeves with us from Sharp Football. Um, obviously, if you like what we're doing here, you know, kind of a post-draft show. No other fantasy football show is doing what we're doing, and that's kind of taking the NFL draft picks and then putting a fantasy spin on them, uh, <laughs> especially with best ball. So I haven't uh, really heard, like, do, do yeah, people even know you, they're allowed to do this? Yeah, if you like I'm sure there'll be some copycats, but if you like what we're doing, go ahead and smash that like button, that subscribe button. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. All right, I got some breaking news for you guys. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Ooh. We've got NFL Best Ball live on DraftKings. As of about, As about 45 minutes ago. ago. Yeah. $10 million. Which One is... borked drafting interface. <laughs> so <Cool>. borked. <laughs> You guys uh, say this, but I think there, and it, yes, it might be that, you know, out of however many entries up, you know, 200,000 entries, I was 159th or whatever. But um, I think there is still some edge there. $10 million, a million dollars to first. So a little bit better stuff there. And then a $1 million to first for a 555. The uh, $10 million one is $10 entry instead of a $5 entry like it was last year. So they doubled the entry fee. Uh, Davis, thoughts on that? I know we can't go. We're going to uh, let Pete. You know how, like, Kirk Herbstreet can't make picks for um, college game day? <laughs> I know because he's calling it. Because he's calling that game. We're going to let Pete abstain from this question. But, Davis, how are you feeling about this? Two huge best ball contests. I mean, look, they're going to get my money. It, 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 <laughs> is, it is what it is. Because this is no longer – it's not a game about – you know, profitability or, or analyzing edge. It's, it's just about chasing Kareem. It's just about finding a way to get even with Pat Kareem's $2 million. You can't get even with Pat Kareem if you're sitting on the sidelines. We'll be trying to win this. We'll be trying to win the Drafters Championship. We'll be trying to win Best Ball Mania 4. I will be pounding my face into my phone screen, drafting puppies. You know, it just, it is, it is what it is, Dave. We gotta, we gotta find a way to bring home some yeah. trophies and I think some it's, million dollars. I think it's going to bring more Swolecast viewers as well because, uh, Sosa, can you write this down? I want to create a video. Um, I think these videos would be sort of good. How I made the DraftKings Best Ball Finals last year. And then let's create that video and just evergreen and let the views come in. Uh, Reeves, your thoughts on these Best Ball contests, how early they are, how big they are. I mean, listen, I'm excited. I couldn't play DraftKings best ball last year. Uh, I saw a lot of the teams, you know, I'm in a, you know, non-humble brag in a text thread with Davis and Pat Thorman. And uh, they're telling me all these guys, they're getting a value because an under underdog is ter- like underdog has ruined ADP for everybody. Like, it's, the all- ADP is so sharp. AD- yeah. There is no such thing as ADP. That's why you got to live a little. That's yeah. but like underdog go. is like way ahead on like the running back dead zone and like accounting for that. And like, this is like, I don't have fun over there. There's no fun over there. I'm like trying to get what squeeze out a half round of value out of player. I want to get like three rounds of value on a player over at DraftKings. So I'm excited to go over there and play. Right. Hang on. I want to ask Davis a question on this whole, like, you know, optimizing for chasing Karain. I want to like figure out where this falls on your clout meter. What would you rather get second place in best ball mania four for $1 million? You make it there. You get that. Or would you rather win two different DraftKings tournaments for $500,000 each first place, $500,000 each twice over yeah yeah i i would take i would i would take less money for first place for the ability to put winner of x y or z okay that's uh, the better one so you get set uh let's say seven hundred fifty thousand. okay 750 
uh, and a champ belt on DraftKings or a million second yeah. place on underdog. What's that equity worth of winning it? Yeah, definitely, definitely the seven hundred fifty k. Because I can use, I can use this. You're not you going to throw use, away two hundred fifty thousand. Come you on. You can. I can use the. I can use the first place as the marketing ploy, right? And that's that and over a lifetime. Worth, you think that's worth more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Over a lifetime, absolutely. <sighs> I think it might take a while to recoup that. Yeah, I, no. You gotta it's, take it's the. You gotta take not, the bird in the hand, Davis. Davis you gotta take the You billy. take that two hundred fifty thousand and you put it in Bitcoin and let that baby ride. Are you, you're not. There's no way you're gonna work hard enough after that to make to get that two hundred fifty k back. <laughs> it's all. It's all <laughs> well, Reeves does make a. He Reeves does make a good point, but it's just this the, guy the, isn't even turning in his work logs. The like, how is <laughs> gonna get paid. Just the, the you guys are underestimating the value of of first place. Yeah. Uh, well, just do what uh. D- yeah, DB's, this up on yeah. DB DB. I mean, this is the chess. This is the chess Liam thing where you just say, you know, I'm the first one million dollar best ball winner. Now, what's interesting? No, he's saying he's saying you can just say one million dollar best ball winner. How I won a million dollars on underdog. Yeah. That best that ball. feels it does, doesn't it kind of feel like uh, like these people who are like this is how I made my first million. Like it feels like sort of I don't know. The first the first place just carries so much cachet. No. I feel like with no. the normies. So you're you're now bringing in your your own personal morals into the uh, into the equation. Yeah, I, give me the million dollars any day, all day. Uh, so yeah, okay. Steven, pull up this screen share thing I have in the hopper right now because I want to show you. You could just do what Liam did. This was the title of Liam's video yesterday: three-time <laughs> best ball manian champion. He do just now is saying he won it three times. Uh, yeah, do what so you, you want. Can just say whatever you want. You well, technically, I mean, you know, he did win those two tournaments on DraftKings as well. So technically, he is a three-time best ball champion. <laughs> he is. He- he said he had to go in and correct it. He blamed it on his editor, and it's like Liam, we've seen your YouTube profile. Liam, you don't no have editor an editor. You don't have you don't have a thumbnail guy. You know, it's fine. Well, this is and this is how like different personalities are. Um, you know, now we're getting to the psychology of of things. But Tuttle is the exact opposite. I remember like for promoting stuff on Fantasy Insiders he is, and then Rotor Grinders. Horrible at it. It's like how all right, Tuttle's how many seat how many live finals seats tickets do you have how many live final events and he's like i don't want to mess with like counting all those up and i'm like it's for marketing which you know you can't put like tuttle who doesn't even know how many live event finals he's been to uh you know x winner like liam is gonna be like whatever he gets into um which i that's i get it you know as a best ball finalist two years ago as a best ball finalist last year, I understand it where that value lies. So, Kitchen, what would honest? I think we even asked you this last year. Like, if you did get first place in one of these, let's say the prize was more than five hundred thousand, yeah, would you like have a regular show on Spike Week for like no. programming? Like, I, what, like how would you capitalize on? I mean, this? I, I would if Dan said like, I need you to do a show on Spike Week, and if you don't, okay. you're fired. Um, but you wouldn't enjoy it. Is what but you're I wouldn't. Saying. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's not my bag, baby. Unless it was like a swole cast spike week, uh, you know, merger or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you guys know. People think that I'm like this kind of genius, but a lot of what I do is <laughs> it's just second nature to me. Uh, it's just natural. You know, you see an athlete, and he's like, he's a natural born athlete. That's kind of me with fantasy and uh, and DFS. I know I know Reeves has taken the million dollars. Reeves zero question. Reeves doesn't care about oh, the yeah. clout. The clout no. the clout matters none to him. No, nah, baby. I want the I, What I'll about the million? What about you, Pete? You're going you're going million over the clout? For sure. Yeah. Davis, Except here, you, can, you make your own clout. I don't need a I don't need a I title. Guess I he's make my got clout. a family to feed now. The bit equity is not really a thing. <laughs> All right. It, um, here's it. You could start. You could start to push it in more extremes, though, and try like, would what would you rather have? Um, someone gives you five hundred thousand dollars under the table. Just literally, someone writes you a check. You can never say like how you got it or why you got it, or you win a best ball tournament for four hundred thousand dollars. 
Oh, that's not even close. Four hundred thousand dollars. Are you? Do you? I feel like you guys have a misunderstanding of who I am and and what like <laughs> what like gets my dopamine and my serotonin going. I'm so much of an external validation type person. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I got a son graduating high school in twenty days. I gotta, I gotta get that extra hundred k. I don't, I can't leave I, that Reeves, on the table. Reeves is that yeah. Reeves? I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. Reeves is. That's one correct. year of college these days, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's pivot back to the um, your your best ball drafts where you're drafting now. Like, who are the big move for Bo? Obviously, I know, but for those that might not be drafting. <laughs> Who are the big movers uh, up or down right now in best? Oh, this is okay. This is way better than what Dave just suggested. This is a this is a good game. Where does Dave think these players are going in basketball? <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's a great. That's a, this is awkward. okay. Okay. All right. I will. I will go first. Reeves and Peter. You think of one. Um, David on underdog.com. Both yeah. positional ADP and overall on the board, where he falls. Where do you think Trevor Lawrence is going? Trevor Lawrence is going uh, ninth round. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Trevor Lawrence is going at the back end of the fourth, early part of the fifth. He's fifty sixth overall. Not in this lifetime. Not for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to late? What happened to late round QB? It's uh, dead, Jesus. buddy. Late round, late round quarterback. Late, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen killed late round QB.com. I mean, there are five quarterbacks going in the top thirty picks. Yeah, that is insane. That really is insane. Um. All right, I'm gonna do one. Uh, Kitchen. Where do you think? Yeah. Derrick Henry, the big dog. Is oh, going is, in drafts. This is good. and and positional ADP. Like where like what number running back is he? Okay. I will say um end of the second round and RB eight. Pretty good. R- uh, his yeah. ADP's twenty seven right now, so early third. And he's running back nine, but like just by a hair behind Brees Hall. Right. Do you think that's like a round and a half discount of where he should be going, Dave? <laughs> Obviously. They, no. got, they got an offensive lineman, in case you guys haven't heard, uh, in the first round. That's all he needed. So, all right. Rich? Reeves, ask him one. All right, I'm going to hit you with that. How about Calvin Ridley? Ooh. Oh, this Ooh. is good. This is good. This Reeves, Reeves getting to the heart of the game. Okay. Uh, well, if, you know, just taking deductive reasoning, if, if – um, we have Trevor Lawrence going fourth or fifth. I would assume Ridley is going probably a little bit earlier so that you could pair him with it. So uh, I will go seventh round. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Ridley is 36th overall. <laughs> Wide receiver 17 on underdog. <laughs> Kitchen, you said, I thought you were on the right track. You said I, where Lawrence yeah. is going. And I, I thought he was getting going a little earlier. I thought, and I, then you said I, after him. <laughs> I was thinking uh, RB we were setting dead zone. it up so good. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I was Kitchen, on the right many, track, though. How many BBM4 teams have you drafted, Kitchen? Zero. Wow. Davis, how about you? Uh, five. I, I learned my lesson last year. I think I did 10 the night that it came out. And I was regretting, like, looking back on those teams, I was like, yeah, I mean, you, uh, you, the winner was not there, right? Um, so my my plan is I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing like two or three of these DK ones a day for the next couple weeks. I'd like to get to like 75 DK ones by the end of the month or something. That way, when we have more data, more training camp stuff, I can really hone in on the underdog ones. I think it's the opposite. You want to get the underdog stuff so then you can hone in on DraftKings. No, there are only there are only the sweatiest, grossest nerds drafting on underdog right now. Like it it is Peter, it, how it's... many drafts are you doing per day on underdog? Well, Kitchen, I don't know if you've seen, but I'm famously uh committed to live streaming all 150 of my BBM four drafts. So uh I'm six down. Um I need to be hitting, I think I need to be in like the seven to eight range uh weekly uh to uh to hit my goal. Mm-hmm. You have 127 days left, but it's going to close early. You know, it's not going to. Yeah. 
so we, we might end up having a few marathon sessions a few marathon multi-table sessions <laughs> if uh if it comes to that let me know if you want me on um so says yeah. nearly a thousand of you watching and we only have 34 likes please support us on the road to 10k do your part reeves what's your what's your drafting plan what's uh like how many are we gonna are we gonna run back our uh our main events this year with the with the text thread yeah, early on in these drafts now, I just try to get guys that like I see as like you know projected value, right? And like a closing, guys closing line not, value like, draft. Yeah, I, I, that's basically all I'm doing right now, and hopefully I hit enough where it works out. Um, yeah. I'm also someone I don't play as many tournaments as you guys. I play a lot more leagues because the ROI is better uh, instead of you know chasing. See, the this big man, payday. this man gives no shits about it. the clout. It's he all about it. the bottom line. He gets it though. <laughs> You're, he's I mean, not chasing Karain. He's chasing that college. Uh, I, yeah, there. man. Uh, no, I mean, it, and listen, I don't want to tear down anyone's like you know. Please do. You know, equity of what they're doing and they're kind oh, as wow. a content creator, but there's too much emphasis on playing these tournaments that's steering the general public into losing money. Uh, oh, so, for oh. sure. So I would say that that needs to be out there for a lot of people. Like, you know, everyone's but, chasing that big payday, man. But I guess now now that milk's like $8 a gallon, like, I don't know, like, it's you true gotta that, try. Yeah, <laughs> cor- corresponding, I mean, it's like, this is just true generally in society. Like, you got to gamble like a sick maniac or, or stay poor. Yep, like those are, those it, are your choices in Western society. So why not, you know, make Nick Rudman and uh, everyone Davis, an underdog rich? How much Pepe do you have? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't do that. I don't do mean points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do you have Pepe gonna... coin, Dave? What's that? Do you have Pepe coin? No, uh, no. I was in the alt streets, deep in the alt streets, and uh, I was lucky enough to get out. And so I'm not going back. I'm not going back to my Uniswap days. Um, although seeing like someone turn uh, 0.25 ETH into $5 million is pretty cool. Reminds me of my board apes uh, paper handed. So not financial advice. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so as far as biggest movers, do you guys want to answer that question now? Like who's moving, who you like? Well, Anthony Richardson is a huge gainer. I'm going to end up with none of him, man. I, I, I missed it at like the one thirties. Now he goes in like the nineties of every one of my drafts mm-hmm. and he's going to end up at like pick 65 here in a week. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, same thing with me with Gibbs, dude. I was below market and then just got I missed out on all the, the, the spike. How much higher are you on Gibbs than you were ever on Swift, if at all? Like, imagine yourself last year, two years ago with Swift. How much higher oh, are you? We on should get I, I'm very actually actually very curious on Reeb's 2023 Swift takes. Well, Gibbs in general still, I think where he's going to end up going is very fragile for his archetype, right? Like he still is a guy that's going to have to run really hot in the touchdown department because this is a guy that unlike Austin Eckler in college, unlike Christian McCaffrey, who he actually almost got similar draft capital to, who's 202 pounds coming out of Stanford. Those guys were workhorses on their college teams. Like you go back to state, like CMC had 600 touches the last two years, you know, uh gibbs was already a compartmentalized player at alabama like they pulled him in he only had three of 16 carries inside the five yard line for alabama and he had the lowest rate of all running backs in this draft class on inside runs so he still is gonna have to score a lot of touchdowns this year i don't think he's a guy we can just project to have over 200 carries the thing is though he came out third in running back receptions in my first projections, like post-draft. Only Eckler and CMC with more catches. But the way he's going to have to punch up is to match those guys in touchdown equity, right? Like, is he going to have that? That's the one major question. And I think where he's going to spike to in best ball ADP, probably more – actually, he probably has more fragility in season-long ADP where you're setting him in a lineup every week uh, because when you don't get those touchdowns, you're going to run leak. Because you don't want to have – what you don't want to have a scenario is where you have Gibbs at the end of the season and everyone's like, Gibbs was the RB10 in PPR. That didn't mean shit. It means yeah. you probably had a guy that gave you a bunch of four weeks and, di- and didn't get hurt, right? Like to be the RB10 in full-point PPR. But like we want him to flirt with being able to like be the RB4, the RB3 in full-point PPR. And to get that, we're going to need that touchdown equity, which is probably the biggest question, you know, in year one, is he going to get it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Uh, Peter, your Bijan bags, where are they right now? Uh, I think I was I like think close actually, to the field. I think you actually predicted also that Bijan would go to the Falcons. I would. That would be me. 
Now I think it was. I mean, Peter. literally everyone. I mean, Helen Keller saw that coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Gretch. Gretch that pushed the back. Last <laughs> Gretch pushed back on this so hard when I, we did we did like a mock draft show. There were, th- I mean, he was ne- he was never even minus money to go pick eight. He was like the lowest I saw was like plus one fifty to be pick eight. Because there were there were people there there was this Reeves you would know this better than I would but there was the stat floating out there that this guy I don't even know the name of the Falcons GM but he had not taken a running back above like pick one hundred in the last decade or something like that. I mean, it's just so wild that NFL teams still do this, man. The the, the Atlanta Falcons running backs last year led the NFL in rushing yards and yards per carry. Like they can't go up. There's no you can't go to zero. You can't go from one to zero. So, like, is Bijan going to take them, like, a 1,000 yards over the next closest team? Like, it's so wild that we're still here having the same damn conversations and teams and keep doing this. They were first. They were first in all rushing categories for running backs. You can't go higher. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It, and they passed on Levis. That's right. <laughs> and so uh, you've got, like, I know you guys were talking last week that – that Ritter's not the guy, but he could be the guy. He they could be giving him a chance. Nah, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is going to be reunite with Arthur Smith. Is that it's why you made happen, the right? trade with me, Davis, this morning? Yeah, talk no. about this trade. The people want to hear about the kitchen, uh, Matic, big dino it's, trade. It's it's not a very it's really not a very interesting trade. T- David's team is terrible. My team is is My getting team is there. Way better than Davis's. But I have a very like I just don't have very many players. It's one of these super these best ball, super flex, tight end premium, 30-man rosters, and I had 19 players on my roster. So I traded two seconds to David for Tannehill, Tyler Board, John Mechie, Evan Ingram, and Herb Smith Jr. just to have warm bodies who weren't getting me zeros every week. Now, obviously, yeah. Evan Ingram and Herb Smith Jr. are, I mean, they're like favorites to start getting zeros very quickly. So kind of just betting on Tannehill getting a job. I also traded uh, Reeves. I traded him Justin Jefferson for Alave and a first. Um, Two so, firsts. Well, that leaves the one ten this year, which yeah. I don't know what who you who are you eyeing with that one ten. Right <laughs> yeah, David. What was your what was your one ten you strategy? I'll tell Does you he rhyme with Schmel Kevis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on next week's show. But I've got like I've got eight picks. I think in the first eight or six picks, maybe in the first eighteen picks this year. Uh, and still have some young talent. So I like my team. Davis is in Titans territory where he's not good enough. He's not bad enough. So that's like the worst. That's like the worst spot to be in in Dynasty. So yeah. um, T's and T's and P's there. Overall, There's a couple of really super teams in that league, though, that make it hard. to. That's to it, it, it. It's like uh, Britt Devine and Siege's team oh, are Brit. are. <laughs> So Britt, so Britt set up this other league to where our draft was on Saturday, literally started on Saturday. So I'm like trying, criminal, criminal offense, right? Trying to coach games. Um, and then like they're on, you're on the board, you're on the board. And then he, so he'll rush you in the first round on Saturday before the draft is even completed. And then yet yesterday he was like holding the draft up in the fourth round or fifth round to see if anybody want to trade for an early fifth round pick, yeah. which is also sounds sounds sound par brand for for Brett. Yeah, so he is like he's making the leagues as painful as possible to get what he wants to manipulate it to get what he wants. Basically, uh. it's like so you don't want to have to deal with it. But overall, I, I'm going to be honest. I love last year's class. I don't love this year's class as much. So having like six picks in the eight in the top eight. That's that's just like the really consensus belief like to the point that i'm starting to be like this is going to somehow end up being an all-timer class like no (laughs) one wants no one wants to make picks after 106 so i'm just ready for like sam laporta to become hawkinson dalton kincaid becomes you know mark andrews or whatever cj stroud smashing bryce like no one wants to make these picks like and in the past you've been able to find some you know there's at least been some options i'm telling you going through this first rookie draft being in the fifth round there's just not options. Like you are, you're either looking at guys like Malik Davis, like Titans back or uh, Cowboys running back backup that might not even make the roster this year, or 
some rando, you know, Kenny McIntosh type running back who might not even make the the Seahawks squad. So it's it's gross out there after the third one, which you know typically it is, but it seems like it's it's even worse this year. Rich, have you done any rookie drafts? Yeah, yeah, I did. We do a few pre-draft. I'm in one with Davis where we do pre-draft, and then we have a bunch that kicked off this week. And I mean, everyone is telling you to trade for 2023 first, like for multiple years. And my original warning bells, my original warning bells is like, it's a good time to sell some 2023 first. Yeah. And uh, I do not regret not having many draft picks this year. Uh, I do regret uh, a a couple of trades, like the players I got in return back. But I also (laughs) like... I'm not sad that I'm not picking like like 108. Like, how, what do you even do at 108? Like in a one QB draft? Like, who after the hell are you taking? You take you take you take Laporta. Who are you taking? You take yeah, and like and tight ends have been such a bad like fantasy investment with premium capital. Like, it's so. Well, hard. this was supposed to be this was supposed to be the tight end like rookie tight end year, and then they just, we need it not because the dynasty position the dynasty position of tight ends is is it needs an influx of young talent badly yeah. like we need it like hawkinson is like default the tight end too because he's like the only guy that's like not over 28 that's good yeah like everyone else is like everyone else that's like functional for fantasy is either is in their 30s yeah. already or they're like pete, 28 years old like you know andrews is pete who are some of your sleeper tight end dynasty uh plays um okay yeah so we're gonna take the three off the board with uh laporta i assume is not a, a sleeper yeah. at this or point. you could do existing Ooh, existing well yeah, one thing i will drafting? say who have you been drafting as your tight end twos i mean i was taking a little bit of darnell washington and stuff like that but that dream for year yeah. one is is dead oh, yeah. um but I was going to say to your point, Dave, about how bad of a class this is. One thing I've noticed, and you might want to attribute it to the rise of Superflex tight end premium, but yeah. every single mock draft you'll see is Superflex tight end premium because no one wants to do a one QB dynasty mock draft. No right one, now, no one like wants to, no one wants to put their name on Zach Charbonnet in the most dead situation ever at the yeah. one ten. Yeah, um, I guess if I had to do a sleeper one, it'd probably be one of the Green Bay. Tight ends, you know, Musgrave or or uh, Kraft, um, just thinking that there's a pretty immediate path there uh, to get on the field and do something. Yeah. I got a guy for you. For this class, Bretton Strange uh, would be the guy. Obviously, Ingram's only got a one-year contract. Uh, he was in a terrible situation with Penn State. It was the same shit we do with John Dotson two years ago. Like, Sean Clifford, I mean, how did he get me drafted? Someone took him with an NFL draft pick. Like, it's, 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 it's amazing, which is like the, because Ron Rivera was talking <laughs> about, you know, J- there's that quote that came up when he was talking about Jahan Dotson. They were like, look, he seems like a nice kid, but Jahan Dotson <laughs> made Sean Clifford look a lot better. Well, yeah, so you, I mean. Uh, if you buy into Will Levis. Yeah, so I think he he's going to be a, a lot better pro than he was in college. And the draft capital, I think, kind of supports the Jaguars feel that way too. Yeah. Um, this is why I traded Ingram to, to Davis. Uh, someone asks about, uh, some of the tight ends where you guys guy where you got guys like Chig and Dulcich. I, actually, both those guys are on my team already. I, mean, I was just how... really trying to get Dulcich away from, from soccer Dave in these I negotiations. Uh, but <laughs> have you heard, have you heard he might be the new Jimmy Graham? He, he is the number one Dulcich hater from a year ago. It's called being Bayesian, Reeves. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta adjust your priors when the situation dictates. This guy had to scrub his Twitter account of. He had to search Dolchit to false flag and had to scrub sixty-five <laughs> different tweets. I bet that actually, right. I bet they're all still there because I deleted all my all my tweets ever in June. So I all bet right. they're all still there. We gotta wrap there. this up before before we do though. Uh, one last important question uh, for the group: You got Chig Aconquo. <laughs> With the Titans, Titans this is don't... the last important question yes. involving Chigakakwa. Yeah, okay. I might be biased, but um, you have the Titans that did not, they drafted zero defensive players and yet only one wide receiver for a team that needed wide receiver desperately. They drafted one in the seventh round, a local kid. Um, so with that being said, how much Chig stock do you have, Reeves? Oh, a ton. I drafted a ton of them last year. I was already sitting on it. We're already oh, we're already going to the bank, man. 
Yeah. He's another guy. If you watched him in, in college, was just kind of in like a, a system oh. that wasn't fair before him. And yeah, he was going to be a better pick. pro, man. He's a He's great, a great, great run out, man. Pete, how much best ball do you have? And who are I you, thought, pair, who are you pairing I thought, him with? Chig last year was a great pick. Chig this year was an awful pick because he was going in like the 11th or 12th round and just that tier from like, what is it like tight end 12 or 13 to tight end 25 is all like the exact same guy. So uh, I get it. Chig's sexy. The draft broke nicely for him, but uh, his price needs to come down a bit. Okay. Davis. Where am I at on Chig? I mean, he seems quite overpriced relative to like, I feel like his range of outcomes are... Who are they going to throw to? Who are the like Titans going to throw to? They're not going to throw. Generally, that's just bad thought process to making a pick with a pass catcher. Is like, well, they got it. Like, you know, this is what yeah. leads to people taking 40% of Brashad Perryman. You know, it's like you got it. <laughs> Brian Hartline. Right, Brian Hartline's got to get 100 targets. Remember yes. that one? That was yeah. that one. I'm too old. All right. I I mean, there's been so many of these, right? Robert Woods. Like, Robert Woods is probably going to get that this year. You know, CJ Stroud's got to throw to somebody. And you do know I hate for redraft drafting guys on bad teams. Yeah. Yeah. Mechie, too. Um, I mean, he could be the guy that Stroud's throwing to. But the Titans receiving core, oh, my God. How is this allowed to happen? It's Traylon Burks and then, like, (laughs) NWI – the, the Nick Phillips, if he comes back, and then who'd they sign from Houston? Chris Moore. I've actually been drafting some Kyle Phillips. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Be... Shocking, shocking admission here at the end of the This program. is, that took some, I know this is a safe well, space the, for doing dumb things involving end. the Titans, yeah. but Reeves. Well, at the end, throw away, he'll even be better on DraftKings. Yeah, draft kings round 20 yeah. kyle phillips man take round, that to the bank. even round 21 or 22 because there's two more rounds in there mm. um uh, is there or no it's 18 and 20 i forget you think a best ball finalist would know this uh speaking of <laughs> next swole cast i'm going to just announce it here next swole cast will be my very first best ball draft i'm not going to look at anything no materials we're just you know what draft. dave i i believe you you're not going to look at anything <laughs> yeah you don't have to say that uh then i i want to get in on it too because lord knows i need to knock off a bbm4 draft on okay stream maybe today. maybe it can be like a combined stream that's what you i'm can... thinking i think well, you and i both get in the same draft davis gets in whoever wants to get in but we need to make yeah. sure all of us get in the same draft yeah, yeah i'm saying that i'm giving you permission to um to maybe do a stream on, on your own show if you wanted to no and i'm telling you that part of my 150 stream is, is uh on all the different oh. i have a playlist and i'm keeping oh, okay yeah okay. so whole cast is very eligible dave perfect all right uh reebs thanks so much for being on the show uh tell Listen. us thank yes and thank you for repping repping the brand pockets reebs on just like dude reebs is such a superhero every time we need he always comes through he's never like oh no i can't make it always shows up let's pete and i he do does. bits for 10 minutes at a time if right. we need to he really he's the he's the perfect uh, you know, six man off the bench for the soul cast. He always does exactly Reeves, what he's Never about that, Clatsy. I love you. I'll take the six man of the year, too. Man. <laughs> Reeves is an honorary I don't need member. to be MVP. Yeah. And Reeves, Reeves also is on the grind. He's always continuously grinding. Meanwhile, you got guys like JJ who takes a big vacation on one of the biggest fantasy football weeks that there is right afterwards yeah. may may 3rd famously a huge fantasy people football want week. you know people want the takes and jj like no jj got his his prospect guide done on saturday night he got he got his revised like rankings and and Before, profiles yeah. of all the guys drafted done yeah. on saturday night JJ don't Robot. tell me jj, JJ is AI. not grinding yeah. he just works smarter not not yeah. harder than all of us yeah which that's is, ai he's doing that's it right it is he is a a uh, natural language learning model that has all of his stuff in there and he just puts his model in and spits out all the facts. It's easy to do. Trust me. Okay. Uh, Reebs, what can we, uh, where can we find your stuff? Yeah. All my stuff set sharp football. My rookie rankings are up there. They're all free. You can go through them. All my write-ups for all the rookies are up. You can check all that stuff out. Uh, I'll probably be going dormant here for like this dead period of the NFL to work on like the sharp football book uh, that comes out in the summer. And then, once I come, we come up from that, uh, we'll be downhill, man. Like it's yeah. going to, you know, that, that once we get to like 4th of July, it's just, just takes off and we're not looking back and we're like, well, where the hell the rest of the year go? Babe, we'll put the sharp football book in the background once I have shelves. 
On the casting couch? Really. You're just gonna Except put it the in the casting couch. Born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does it still does it still have my favorite uh part of the sharp football book other than the actual analysis is um the logos. Does it still have the logos this year? Yeah, the old it has like the throwback logos. Yeah, I think yeah, Warren the loves al- those. The alternate logos. Love yeah, he loves those. those. All right. Some Davis, teams should final, use those. Yeah. Davis, final thoughts. Uh, you know, I just hope the clout comes my way. You you put into the universe what you want to attract, and I just need I need the clout in in the form of a first place in a fantasy football best ball contest. Peter. I I still think Davis in his heart of hearts would take the money above all. <laughs> I do really think so. Yeah. Um I appreciate everyone tuning in. Dave, we're all looking forward to your next frozen treat video. I, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that. Yeah, big big things coming, uh, for sure there. I don't know where where it will be, but it's definitely dessert life has always been a staple of the soccer dave brand. And uh, I used to have like a dessert life shirt, but I wore it so much that it wore the actual graphics off. So, uh, yeah, I think that will do it for today's show, though. Thanks to Sosa for producing this show, obviously in the new office. Uh, we'll get some digs up. We'll fix the audio issues. I'm not sure if you can hear it. Someone's like drilling behind me the whole show. And uh, it took all of my professionalism to keep it together. Another casting couch show. reference. No, just roll the clip we gotta you gotta work on the on the button there so so that's like that's cut the show line peace